We're back. Another podcast episode from Creator Generation. This week it's Q and A roulette. We are spinning the wheel that is loaded up with your questions and questions from creators all over the world that we've been lucky enough to hang out with. I spin a big, big wheel with all these questions. Our resident YouTube creator Phoebe, she'll answer them. Fred, our YouTube expert in residence, will also answer them. <laughs> Better. And I'll just hopefully stick to my job of asking the questions and sometimes interrupt when I want to. Let's spin the wheel. Rock and roll. I love these. All right. First one. All right. I like this. Um, Not that there's any bad questions. Um, Do I need a script for my video? That's a great question. That's such a good question. Um, Look, I'm going to take this one. Might be the only one I can actually answer. Um, I've done it both ways. I've I've operated without a script. I've operated with one. And it just is easier if you have a plan. I'm not saying you need to know every single thing that you're going to say. But if you have a rough plan, even if you just dot point down the key things that you need to hit when you are saying whatever it is you're saying about the things, it is so helpful. Otherwise, you start rambling like I am now and you lose the thread of what you're saying and you don't end up saying half the things you actually need to. So by planning it a little bit better, everything you say is valuable and you're going to identify some of the gaps that you have in the content you're about to create. You're going to realize, hey, I could put a bit more history in here, a bit more information, a bit more detail, whatever it is. And I think it's just going to make it a bit stronger. But also you want to get some personality in there. So leave some space for yourself to still be you and, and be off the cuff a little bit. It's nice. Fred, thoughts? <laughs> or that just covers great. it. That's yeah. yeah. That's really good. <laughs> for context, Phoebe, you're, you're a travel creator. Do you, like, when you say you script it, do you yeah. script what you're going to say or what's going to happen to say, like, people, like... yeah. For sure. So I used to just wing it and then I hated that. So I did up like a templated document where I would plan everything. So I already know what the episode is loosely going to be about. I know um, what the title is going to be, what I kind of want the thumbnail to be, just all of that kind of overarching stuff. And then I look at the itinerary of where I'm going and I list down every place that I'm going and I research them. I want to get a little bit of history some interesting facts, some tidbits, whatever it is. So it's not just me standing there going, hi, I'm at the place. It's like, hey, I'm at this place and this is why it's so cool. And then let's go and check it out organically as well. Um, yeah, and I think that's I think that's a, that's a bit of balance for me. <laughs> it gives my videos a bit more meat and it takes the pressure mm. off me, I think. No, I love that. Yeah. I think that's something that people can use regardless of yeah. what your, yeah. your content is as, as a bare minimum starting. And then yeah. obviously the more story type creators are yeah. there i know a lot goes into scripting yeah um and it's incredibly valuable yeah all right i'll uh sorry fred you wanted to say something i'll let you say something. Oh, i was just going to say i think that that idea of you know scripting is very important but leaving that space to be flexible yeah. is good because um you know I, there's one big creator sort of know of um who used to have that flexibility he had to script mm-hmm. a bit and then lose flexibility and then as he grew bigger he uh, he basically outsourced the scripting to to other people wow. on his team and he was basically just turned up and was given a script and you just felt like that you saw that when that when that changed over his videos became very different and yeah. they just lost a little bit of that touch because that spontaneity sort of disappeared yeah. a little bit who was that i won't tell you <laughs> <laughs> tried i tried Ooh, nearly got uh, we'll get there one day all right let's spin another one up gonna land on ah do I need to stick to my video format once I've started? Oh. 
this sounds like classic Fred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Once you start, should you stick to your video format? Well, um, I guess the do short I need to? Is, uh, yeah, you have you, to. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't think you do. So <laughs> the idea of a format is basically, you know, the, the structure of your video, the type of videos you have, and people will get used to that and connect to that, right? So if you're making great videos and they're of a certain format or structure, people will connect with that. And then if you suddenly decide to change that, don't be surprised if people don't keep watching because they may not necessarily want to watch a different video style. So you don't have to. You don't have to um, keep it the same, but the more consistency you have, generally the more uh, the easier it is to build an audience because they can actually connect with that. That consistency builds connection. Um, that said, a lot of creators who start, you do need to experiment because you don't know what's mm-hmm. going to work and what's not. So don't be afraid to experiment at the start. And even as you're as an emerging creator, you know, between like, you know, 5,000 and 100,000 subs, a lot of times they will change their format as they start to develop an idea of what an audience likes, how they engage, what they want mm-hmm. more of. And sometimes you get to a junction point where you have a decent audience and, you know, you can go down two paths. Like, do I go down, you know, this format or this format? And that can be a really tricky process. And I, and I see a lot of emerging creators. We work with a lot of emerging creators who have that problem. So, look, don't be afraid to experiment, especially early on. But sort of once you find that format that works well for you, I would advise you really start to develop around that format. Um, don't change it rapidly. Obviously, make small changes around it to tweak it and make it better and then grow around that format in order for the audience to build a connection with you. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is correct. (laughs) But I have to say that as you get bigger, even as a big creator has an established format, you still need to innovate around that format because otherwise it will get very, very similar and you've got to change with technology and times and audiences. So I'm not saying you keep the Mm -hmm. same thing all the time. But once you develop a core structure, people like sort of, like I said, don't change that completely, sort of evolve around that rather than Mm. changing it completely. Yeah. Like to that point, I I think everyone will have seen a creator that was big or they they loved and they're like, whatever happened to them? They go back and they're like, oh, they're still making the exact same video they were making four years ago and no one's watching. Yeah. That's because they haven't innovated from that. So it's a delicate balance. But yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. There's a creator who um, they were a, a group with a very specific format and everyone really loved it. And then, you know, um, that group split a bit and um, the, the creators who took over decided to change it up completely and yeah. no one stayed and watched it. Like their audience was like, had gone, even though they had typically over a million or two subs. Um, yeah. They just, people weren't watching it because the format they came for no longer existed. Who was that Fred? <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> not going to tell you. <laughs> We'll, we'll get one out of here. You like um, that? We'll, we'll get one out. I want to add something because this helped me a lot. It was something I heard Fred say once. Um, you just put it into context, Fred. You said or you compared it to television and that really clicked with me. Yeah. You said, it's like your favorite TV show. You watch it and you go back because you love it. You love mm-hmm. the characters, whatever. But the story is always changing. It keeps you engaged. But if it changes too much and all of a sudden it's a completely different show, you're going to hate it and you're going to stop watching. So – Think yeah, about it that yeah. way. That that helped me. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. Of course you like it. You said it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let's move on before we get to... Uh, <laughs> moving on. All right, let's spin that wheel. All right. Uh, I like this question a lot. How good should a video be? <laughs> How good should it be? As, as good mean? as it needs to be. <laughs> Is that yeah. It's a good question though, right? It's, yeah. it, 
And such, it's it's kind of a very subjective question too, right? Yeah. Like, what is good for you is going to be a different good for someone else, right? So um, uh, you, that's why I think it's very hard to watch a video. And if you're not the target audience, you might mm. hate it, but it might be brilliant for the target audience. So yeah. it has to be good enough for that target audience and ideally really great for that target audience and don't worry about it, everyone else. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. Do you, Phoebe, do you have like a filter like ha, like for your content? No, you have no filter, but do you have a filter for your content where you look at it and go, this is just good enough, this is not good enough? Is it timeline that decides when a video is done? Like what, how do you decide when something's done? Um, when it's done, <laughs> I don't know. I think because all the work goes in up the front, it's like already done. I already know what it's going to be. I already know what the shots are going to be. I'm not at the end of it wondering if it's, if it's done. I already know. I already follow mm. the process. Do you know what I mean? I'm mm. not leaving it to chance going, is this going to be good enough? Um, you know, we were just talking about format follow a format, follow my process every time and keep it consistent. And it always seems to work out great. There, there are a few episodes I've put up where I've gone, oh, it's not my proudest one, but it's up there. <laughs> and I think people will still enjoy it. Um, and they do. So yeah, mm. yeah, I agree. Good, good is subjective. That's hard. And you're never yeah. going to be totally happy with what you produce anyway. So at some point you just have to let it go, upload it, press publish and see what the internet thinks. I mean, I, I'm I'm fond of the saying, "Perfect gets in the way of good." Like you yeah. know, so <laughs> right. people aim for perfection, and like it, it's marginal gains. So it, it there's no such thing as perfect. No, there's not. All right, let's spin her up. <laughs> it's, it's interesting one. It's big, but Aww. let's see how we go with it. How can I get more people to click on my videos? <laughs> It's a great question. That's a big one, right? Like that's a whole. Should we just sit back? Welcome and... to Fred's TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually having a, a chat to a group in a workshop I did this week, and they were, you know, really obsessed with having great, great content, and and that's very, very important. Obviously, at the core, you want great content, but at the same time, if, if no one selects your content, mm. it's not going to make a difference. Like you yeah. know, YouTube has built this extremely sophisticated algorithm that's designed to go out there and try and figure out what it is you want. And, you know, use 8 billion different signals to try and figure that out and put it in front of you. But at the end of the day, you as a human have to pick that content, right? And it's not just your content on the page or, you know, if you're a creator, it's not your content. It's, it's competing with all these other mm. uh, bits of content there. So you've really got to stand out. So if you want to have your content stand out, if you want to get it selected, then you have to have a great thumbnail and, and title effectively. That's still the human side of it. And even YouTube will say, like, you know, you can't really game the system anymore, but you can I wouldn't say manipulate, but you can really get people to click on your stuff by having really enticing thumbnails and titles, and that's and that's no problem at all. Mm. What do you what do you think of the um, the quoted statement, and I'll call it the quoted statement from <laughs> Ryan Tran that that was at recently at Bid Summit that eighty percent of your uh, YouTube success stems from your thumbnail. Oh, that's stressful. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know if it'd be eighty percent of your success, but it's like it's like a link in the chain, right? If you mm-hmm. that if that link is broken, n- nothing else sort of works because no one's going to come to your videos. And the example we, we gave the other day was a very uh, a great creator we we've worked with previously. He's actually been on the show. They had a wonderful wonderful video um, that for a year or two just didn't get any traffic because it had a terrible thumbnail. 
Mm. Um, and no one understood what the video was about. It didn't appeal. And all we basically did was clear it up a little bit, made it a bit brighter and more engaging. And that video went from getting, you know, a few hundred views like a month to getting like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of views per day. So, you know, wow. it's just one of those things that it really makes a difference because if you hide great content behind a, a, a terrible facade, it's not going to work for you. So it, it is important, but at the same time, if you have terrible content and a great thumbnail, people are going to come in, yeah. watch it for 10 seconds and leave, and that's not yeah. going to do any good anyway. So I don't know if it's 80%, but it, it is important. Yeah. I think, um, interestingly, some of it, some of it, yes, the thumbnail and title is super important, but sometimes it's just the subject matter. You know, we just did a trip to the Philippines, and the videos that came out of that trip, they went mental, and they went mental very fast. And it's just got to do with, People in the Philippines, they love to watch YouTube and they loved the content. And I don't think we didn't do anything different with the thumbnail. It was literally the destination. It was what the video was about. So my plan is to go to the Philippines and make more Philippines videos. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, like obviously those things are important, but also whatever you're creating your content about, sometimes you just get the right thing at the right time and it just works. Yep. Uh, I think I like that analogy. It's a link in the chain. It's very important. Yeah. But, but in isolation mm. not like none of these things are in isolation i think as an industry we oversimplify the importance of one piece or the other mm. um we're baking a, a cake here and <laughs> yeah you, you know your thumbnails the icing on on top that yeah. makes it look amazing and enticing and appealing when you buy it at the cake shop mm. but if you cut it open and uh, you, don't, <laughs> you, you forgot to put the eggs in and whatever else good delicious yummy stuff that goes into your, yeah. your cake it ain't going to be any good so yep I'm sure I nailed that analogy. Go in. Anyway, moving on. Let's spin the wheel. I'll work on the cake analogy for future reference. Um, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to skip past this one because it's it's not it's not good. Like the one that landed up, we won't answer it. Well, it's not good. It's not that it's not good, but how do I get more views? I think um, we'll we'll move on from that one. That's uh, let's spin it again. Spin it again. Yep. Okay. All right. How do I know what my viewers want? (laughs) It's probably linked to that how to get more views. All right. Let's spin another one. No, 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 no. no. You can't. You can't can't keep just spinning because we do Ah, ask the question. Stuff it. I'll make the rules. Let's answer this question. How do I know what my viewers want? Because it is is a big thing because people ask, like, you know, how do I make my content better? Um, and that really comes down to, you know, obviously understanding what your viewers like and, mm. and, and dislike as well. Um, and there are lots of, lots of ways to do it. So, um, was the question, sorry, was the question, what do my viewers want? Or what do my viewers How do I know want? what my viewers want? Okay, cool. So when it comes to what my, uh, viewers want, um, there are a couple of ways you can do it. One is you can look at it externally and see what other channels like yours are doing and what's popular there and what's mm-hmm. working for them. And the other one is to see what you're making if you have enough data and seeing what's working for you and then what's doing well. Um, obviously I think we do it like a masterclass on this by itself, but mm. in, in, in sort of a TLDR way, way, um, externally, one thing I like doing is looking at other channels that are similar. Um, I like looking at their overall most popular videos and sort of listing them out and seeing what the trends are there. But then I also do the most popular videos from the last three months. And the reason mm-hmm. I do that is sometimes the really old videos can be super popular. So if you look at it just from the 
the sort of most popular. Sometimes I get a really old video and it might look like it's super popular, but it was popular at a different time. So that's mm-hmm. why I like looking at the overall and then the last three months looking at what's been, you know, popular and, and doing that. And I do that through about, you know, five or six competitors and start to see if there are any patterns there. And from that you can mm-hmm. start to get an idea of what they're, what they're like and then you look into the videos, look at the comments, you know, look at things like the amount of likes they've gotten, see if there's something that's standing out. And that's a, that's a way you can have a look at that. Um, that's just one of m- many ways you can do that, by the way. And then internally looking at your data, just basically seeing what your most popular videos are, what's got great retention, what's generated a lot of comments and a lot of positivity. Um, and then using things like your community tab to ask your audience as well, you know, like yeah. what have you enjoyed? What do you like? Um, give them some options. Mm. Um, and you get to see sort of some, get some feedback based on that too. But I look at a couple of different points. If you simply just ask them, once they might, you know, you might get data that's a little bit skewed, but yeah. try to back that up with other data you're seeing. So if they say, hey, we really like that, then look into your analytics and see, well, has that actually done well? It was just, you know, the loudest voices saying, I, I like that. So, yeah. yeah, I'd recommend an external and internal approach to trying to determine that. And you do that enough over time, you'll start to develop patterns and start mm. to, you know, make your content better. How do you find out, Phoebe? How do you know what your viewers want other than the Philippines? <laughs> they love the Philippines. Um, they tell me, really. I, I, I kind of pay attention to the videos that perform well, the things that they like. Um, for me, I, I know that I'm always going to be creating travel videos. So what is it about different videos that get better engagement and not just views, but get people, you know, commenting on it and really being a part of it and sharing it or coming back and saying, or yeah, coming back to me in a DM or even on the comments and saying, I use this piece of information. This was helpful to me or whatever it is. So, you know, by listening to people and tuning into that, I know they like it when I put more of myself into my videos. So I experiment with that. And in the next video, I'll try and talk about my feelings more, which is hard, but I do it. And then they comment more and they engage more and they identify more. Or they say to me, um, yeah, they'll message me and say, hey, I thank you so much for that tip. I love how much information you put into your videos. That really helped me knowing how to get there and how to avoid the queue and all this kind of stuff. So once I have that intel, I feed it into another episode and another episode and another episode and they just... It snowballs. Each episode gets mm. a little stronger. Awesome. And if I add one more thing I didn't mention from the analytics side, you know, YouTube have added this feature. If you have enough data, it'll tell you other videos, other channels your audience watched as well oh, yeah. um, when you look at that. And that's quite quite yeah. useful to see that. I mean, and yeah. I think YouTube actually mentioned this themselves. Like that list isn't random. It's from the most popular down. So what's at the top of the list is the most popular. So don't look, yeah, look at it like right. that. So you can have a look at the channels and um, – mm. And other videos they watch and try and look at some commonalities there. Sometimes they're from completely different channels. Yeah. There's some commonality across that, but, you know, um, there's other different genres. But, um, yeah, it's always worth looking at that and adding it to your mix as well. Mm. Nice. Well, on that one, you know what? That was the last question. I didn't give you pre-warning. <laughs> but you both nailed it. So, Fred, Phoebe. Thanks for hanging out on the Q&A roulette, everybody. We'll uh, catch you next time. If you've got questions, hit us up. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on the Creator Generation Discord. That's probably the best place. Nice. So next time, Bye. see you, gang. Bye. 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 Bye.